PCs in the house, jump, jump, rejoices. There's a party over here, a party over there. Wave your hands in the air, shake the dairy, yeah. These three words mean you're getting busy. Whoop, there it is, hit me. Welcome in, you are listening to another episode of keepthechange.co.nz's Money Mail and while the celebrations began last week because apparently we have beaten the back of inflation. How exciting. We saw a 6.7% inflation rate when the big dogs, the economists, the writers, the experts, whatever term you want to use, even the Reserve Bank, I think, had expected a higher rate. So, of course, it was time to do what we probably shouldn't do, and that's spend on some fucking champagne and get the bottles popping and celebrate the fact that it's only 6.7% dearer than 31st of March 2022 to buy all the same shit as it was 12 months ago. How good. What a thing to celebrate. Anyway, before we dive too much into Money Mail, a little bit late to record this one. I have been battling with getting into my office. They're doing bloody construction in here and there's drilling going on all the time. Often you can't hear it in the background uh, due to the microphone set up and stuff, but it's uh, highly distracting, especially when you're trying to interview someone. But I've scooted up here on Anzac Day, a very, very important day. And a little bit of my sacrifice of my day and my time to get in here and try and help people navigate the interesting times that we're in. Now, I've got a lot of thoughts going on at the moment as we've been doing more and more podcasts, and I'm sure you're probably the same. Things just feel really weird at the moment. I don't know if I'm overthinking things, but... This so it's so confusing. Now, to try to explain this simply, you know, I, I don't. I'm not encourage. I don't think I, it's almost disrespectful to work on a day like Anzac Day, perhaps. Um, so I'm not advocating for we should all be out there working today, right, and ignoring this important day. But we're being continuously told that we need to be careful of our spending. Inflation's here, like, be mindful, um, fucking be careful of the debt levels you've got, all these things, right? And it just seems like so many people are completely ignoring it and going, you know what, I I might take Monday off as well, turn my public holiday into a four-day weekend. Yeah, they might get out of the city, I might go, go somewhere, and... That's all good and well. Like I'm all for having a life that you want to live between balance of family, work, holiday, etc. But don't we all know that to get ahead and to get yourself ready for tricky times, it's probably going to require work. And then we're facing this massive battle of balance and um, what's the fucking terms at the moment? I saw one yesterday, bare minimum Mondays and quiet quitting. And we're all been encouraged with all this stuff of like, do as little as possible. 
and don't work too much and don't work too hard and take another day off and, and maximise your public holidays so that you can have a, a longer weekend and shit. And it just seems like, shouldn't we be at the moment saying, hey guys, this now's probably not a time for that stuff. Now's probably a time for fucking digging in to make sure that you've got your buy now, pay later cleared, your credit card key, key, uh, cleared, you've got your emergency savings sorted. You're in a position to be okay if things get a little bit scratchy. And it just isn't happening. So I'm just really confused. And I just wonder, are we are we being taught to be slaves effectively? I know that that's a very harsh term to use, and please don't take that the wrong way, but maybe the better way to term it is, like, are we being encouraged to, to trap ourselves and to go out, and, and it's often what Mikey says when we, we kind of go down this uh, pathway is, seems unfair, cheap debt everywhere, you're encouraged to spend, uh, go out, support local, support your community, etc. Now we've got to dial it back the other way, but people can't transition fast enough because inflation's too high, and people are struggling to get ahead, and they're struggling to actually have anything left over at the end of the, um, you know, the the pay cycle, and the the tax rates haven't been changed in order for them to be able to actually keep more of their money so that they can build up a buffer. And instead, we're just, I feel like we're so scared of the fact that we know, like this is what I think is happening. A lot of people know that they can't tidy their shit up, and that it's so bloody hard to do that at the moment. So instead, people are like, well, I'll go the other way and I'll just enjoy my life. And, and what's the point? You know, what's the point of trying to sort of that stuff out? And even if I stacked 10 grand, you know, what can I do with that? Who can help me invest that? You know, those people don't even really exist either in terms of someone wanting to help someone invest $10,000. So it's, it's like everything's set up at the moment to almost encourage people to sleepwalk into the state that they're going to be so pissed off that they're in but the answers have kind of been sitting in front of them for a little while and maybe a public holiday has been a perfect day to put some extra money on the table whether that be through Easter you know Kiwis fuck how many people genuinely subscribe to Christianity I feel like I've said this a number of times Give give them Easter, bang! You know, oh, now you know. I'll tell you what, it's not about Christianity anymore. It's about family. Seriously, okay. Like this is what we do. We'll take something and go. Well, I just need to turn it into what's going to work for me, so that I can use it to my advantage, or I can use it for how I want to use it. Yep, like completely. I get it. That's how we're we're hardwired. But there's going to be so many people that end up potentially in a household where someone's lost a job or a medical emergency comes up and they can't afford it, or they're not just not prepared for the financial situation they're in. And I'm not painting a like, everything's going to blow up and everyone's going to be in this position. It's basically just, there will be so many people that get themselves into some financial hardship and then can't reconcile back that for the last 
two years as the economy's been unravelling and we've been facing high inflation and we've been tricked into thinking, oh, it's transitory, oh, it's a global problem, yeah, good excuse, yeah, just ignore it because it's global, yeah, for fucking sake, that hasn't, hasn't stopped my bananas becoming more expensive, has it? But there's going to be so many people that can't reconcile the fact that they did nothing or they didn't work a day when they should have or they went, oh, I might use my annual leave for that day so that I can take six days off. Man, everyone's doing it and it seems like a great idea and uh, bare minimum stuff and yeah, you know, why should I? And uh, tax the rich and employers screw you anyway and you can't get ahead, so what's the point? And they won't be able to reconcile that they've just basically walked straight into the trap of letting that happen. So my question for you is just to be careful, like what trap are you in? And it may not be that, you know, you might be busting your ass and you might be doing some overtime, you might be working some public holidays, some weekends, you might not be doing the bare minimum stuff and subscribing to all that bullshit, but maybe there's something else trapping you and it could be, um, you know, gaming or it could be drinking or it could be always going out for dinners when they could be cheaper or is there something that's popping up for you that you can't even really see? You know, I've just scooted up at, this is nine in the morning here in Auckland and there are so many people, I'm looking around, and there are so many people on the piss. I shouldn't say so many, maybe say like 10 people, right? Over 10, easily over 10 actually. And I'm and there's not many people going to work and stuff obviously because it's a public holiday. And I'm just looking around going, fuck, this is just, like that's their trap. They're in that trap. And they've got a like, that's very hard for them, right? Because a lot of these people, they're probably... Uh, not going to be able to get access to help and whatnot. But for a lot of us, we've got no excuse. And there is hope and there is help around, but it's very few and far between. And from Mikey's episode about his 100th podcast of Keep the Change, we spoke about how we want this to be a place where you can come for some belief that things can be different. And for a little bit of reality and for some proof and you know, Mikey's hell-bent on getting his Lambo, and he knows that he's going to get roasted when he gets that. And he's got countless photo after photo of him being in the office on his own when he doesn't need to be there, in the car park. And he's surrounded by people that are, at the moment, quitting their roles, going, not working here, it's too hard, I'm out, going to try something different, might go overseas. And he's thinking, well, I don't see you guys here often. I don't see you doing any extras. So just be careful. Just be careful of the traps that we all could be sleepwalking into. I, I just, I can't work out if I'm overthinking it, what's going on, whether, you know, maybe we are going into a world where fuck getting ahead, fuck setting yourself up. Like, who cares? Get to 65, try to live off the pension only, uh, don't know, does housing get provided for you or something? So don't save anything your whole way through. Get heaps of debt. Who cares? Don't worry about it. Don't contribute to KiwiSaver. Um, just doesn't seem right or that that is the path to be going on. But maybe that's where we're trying to encourage people to go to just find this perfect bloody oasis of, you know, work-life balance and, and being able to kind of do as little as possible and enjoy your life and, and, and then just coast the rest of the way. But I don't know, not for me. Um, and hopefully, you know, not for a lot of you too, because we're going to need 
I don't think everyone can do that because if everyone does that, what sort of world do we have? Like that's the question we need to be asking. If everyone wants to do the bare minimum and do next to fuck all, you know, what happens when the power goes out? Oh, why should I have to sort that? You know, should be celebrating the person that goes, yeah, I'll go out there and I'll try and fix it for everyone. Like those people are amazing. But if we all subscribe to this or just do the bare minimum and just, you know, fuck it, make someone else's problem. What sort of world are we going to have there? What sort of country are we going to have there? So there's me rant to get going. Because last week when I did this money mail, we were going to be talking about rich CEOs and CEOs that get paid big money. And we'll do this upcoming. But also this week, there's going to be a report coming out about do the wealthy, rich, whatever the terminology they're going to use, do they pay enough tax? And they've basically surveyed 400 of the richest families in the country to figure out what their effective tax rates are and stuff. Now, I can just about guarantee for you, all this is going to do is create more division in the country between people who at the moment feel like they can't get ahead and then they're reading a report about some families that they've got no idea about and how they've come to get their wealth and what they do and how hard they work and whether they're fucking working on a public holiday, etc., etc., etc. And they're going to understand that, no, they shouldn't have all that they have and so that's going to drive more division. So what do you think that's going to do? Well, that's just going to encourage more people to go, well, what's the point in trying? Oh, this country, you know, bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And it just doesn't encourage other people to have a crack. So that's going to come out this week. I think there's a couple of those. Watch for that. That it's just going to be more and more division. Maybe I'll be able to drag Mike in here. Maybe I'll get him in uh, next weekend and we can have a, a pot about that as well. Uh, but same thing, data about CEOs, what they get paid. And we'll talk about that very soon too. But basically... I woke up Friday morning, I had the email already scheduled to go, had to hit send for 9am. I woke up uh, before 6 and we just had all the inflation stuff the day before and I couldn't get back to sleep. I kept thinking about it, I was like, fuck it, I'm getting up and I'm, I'm writing a new money mail. So I got up and it took me an hour to punch this out and it's been really, really popular on LinkedIn and that's cool to see. So if you're not following me on LinkedIn or connected, I love to uh, keep an eye on what people are doing. So send me a connection request if you're not using LinkedIn, then perhaps uh, you know, that could be a, a platform for you to explore as well. You can surround yourself with some pretty smart people. And you can get access to thoughts and even the DMs of, of pretty smart people on there as well. So we were going to be talking about top CEO salaries, but we're not going to do that because I was seeing everywhere I looked celebration about the inflation victory. And I wanted to remind you that the fight isn't over. So let's get a dose of reality. And now I'm at the risk of being a real grinchy negative person right but I I just want people to have a bit of realism so that they know because this just goes back to what I've just been banging on about for 15 minutes now basically is that we just say oh yeah everything's sweet so then people don't do anything and then they're just sleepwalking again into the trap of not realizing that it's actually quite far from the truth so when you've been getting beat up repeatedly often you'll look at landing a punch as a win now yesterday, so this last week, people were celebrating the fact that inflation was lower in the March 2023 quarter than it was expected to be. So that's a win. Yeah, we got one punch in. Cool. Inflation's lower than we expected it to be. A quick reminder that the inflation target in New Zealand is between 1% to 3%. This is where we see inflation being acceptable. Annual inflation to March 2023 was 6.7%. Hooray. 
it's over double the maximum accepted inflation in the country. So let's celebrate. Well, why are we celebrating? I mean, we, I know why we're celebrating is because we think it's peaked and so it's coming back down the other way. So, okay, cool. But shock horror, the economists and forecasters got the inflation expectations wrong again. Let's celebrate. You know, why are we celebrating the fact that they got shit wrong? They can't even get their shit right. And it's every single time. And then they still interview them. Oh, what'd you think of that? Oh, it's a great result. You know, all of the work that I did to predict this to, you know, to tell everyone what was going to be happening, it was completely wrong. But fucking cheers for calling me up and asking me my thoughts again. We'll see you again in a couple of months' time. Unbelievable. Anyway, inflation has come down from 7.2%, which is what it was in the December quarter. That's genuinely good, right? So it's less than it was. Cool. I'm with that. But we're still losing the battle and we've been getting our ass kicked for a long time. If this was a sport, we are not celebrating winning. We are celebrating our losses not being as big as we expected. And we're fucking good at this as a country. We are so good at this. Oh, you know, look at this compared to this country. Oh, our debt-to-GDP ratio. Like, every country is completely different. And we're getting in this habit of not actually trying to own a space and lead. We're trying to just compare ourselves to others and go, oh, well, at least we're slightly better than them. I don't think that's a good way to lead your life, but I don't think you should have an average life either, and that's not what I want to encourage you to do. So often, a lot of the shit that we do, we're basically just making sense of being average. For me, I don't want to sign up for a life of that. Now, inflation has been outside the targeted range of 1% to 3% for two whole years now. Remember, you were told inflation was transitory. That meant you didn't have to worry, so you took no action. This week, I saw a professional saying, oh, you know, we've, we've now moved out of the kind of transitory phase to a more baked-in phase of inflation. I said to this person, what was the definition of transitory? And maybe you just got it wrong that it wasn't transitory. And so now you're saying that it was just a, a stage or a phase now that, and that, that it's actually still quite bad. And I, I didn't get a response. So no one seems to have been able to tell us what transitory meant or how long we should have expected that. But shit, it was a good way to encourage you and I not to do anything about it or not to worry about anything, wasn't it? Well, remember when you also believed that inflation was a global problem? Well, that meant you didn't have to worry, so you took no action. Again, and I put this on Instagram a couple of times last week, people were saying, oh, inflation's all over the world, because they all made the same fucking mistakes. That's why. That doesn't make your bananas cheaper like I told you before, so it's weird. You know, people just grab onto these things like, oh, cool, don't have to do anything, I can just keep doing everything that I need to do, that I am sleepwalking into this trap of being frustrated when it all goes against me and I get to blame someone else, blame excuse denial, living below the line and, and I won't have to do anything about it or, or worry too much about it. Filth. Right, carry on. Back to back to work the next day and uh, better make sure my buy now, pay later payments are going out this week as well. So a quick reminder where we've come from. March quarter 2021, inflation was 1.5%. June 2021, 3.3%. So in June 2021, we're above the 3% maximum target that we accept. September 2021, 4.9. December 2021, 5.9. Christmas time 2021. March 2022, 6.9%. June 2022, 7.3. September 2022, 7.2. December 2002, 7.2. 
March 2003, 6.7%. So I need to remind you of something. And I need you to remember that costs in March 2023 are 6.7% dearer than they were in March 2022. Now costs in March 2022 were 6.9% dearer than they were in March 2021. Now costs in March 2021 were 1.5% dearer than they were in March 2020. Costs in March 2020 were 2.5% dearer than they were in March 2019. Does that make sense? Have you been increasing your after-tax income in line with inflation over that four years? Because the other thing you hear is, oh, incomes are moving in line with inflation. Oh, okay, what if we take off the tax? Oh, no, that's not how we measure it. Oh, yeah, but I pay for all of my shit in after-tax dollars because the IRD, you know, they're the first to get paid when I get paid my salary. They've already got theirs and I get my net bit and then I go buy all the shit that's gone up in price massively, and you're telling me that's in line with inflation. Oh, yeah, but that, hang on, mate, that's not how we measure it. And also, we can change the goods that we measure as well that are probably completely different to the goods that you buy. So this could be, inflation for you could be worse, but here's how we measure the basket of goods over here. So, okay, we're getting rammed by the fact that we're paying for things in after-tax dollars, right? So of course, you buy goods and services with after-tax dollars too, not with your before-tax pay increase. And for most people as well, if you've got a pay rise and you earn over $48,000, which for most people listening, you probably are because you're probably trying to chase something different out there, you're getting taxed at 30%. So even if you've got a 10 grand pay rise in that time over the last two years, you would have lost... 30% of that pay rise to tax as well. So remember, the impact of inflation is compounding and it is brutal on your purchasing power. Is this starting to make sense to you now? It is great that inflation has decreased, but it's still too high. It's great that it was less than economists predicted, but they are always wrong. What is not great is that non-tradable inflation actually increased in the March 2023 quarter. It's at 6.8% which is actually the highest it's been since they started recording data in 1999. What is non-tradable inflation, you ask? It measures the price of goods and services that do not have any sort of foreign competition. It's our domestic inflation as such. Remember that, oh, inflation, it's a global issue issue thing? Yeah, nah, sorry, not for non-tradable inflation. But we don't talk about that, do we? Hey, don't get, don't, we don't fact check every comment on Instagram or social media that people say, oh, it's a global thing. Oh, well, inflation is better than this country. Say, so, well, what about non-tradable inflation? What do, you, what do you mean? So the market is the market is the market. It's a great saying in business. And it is punishing, for us, punishing us for how we've treated it. The beautiful thing about the market is the market is the market is that when you get, we should probably do an entire podcast on this, but when you get into business, you realize that the market makes all of the decisions. You think you're good at something, the market tells you. You think your product's valuable or your service is valuable, nah, the market tells you. You think that your skin color, religion, gender, like whatever, your beliefs, you think that all those things are going to matter, nah, the market actually sorts it out in the end. So, It's a very brutal playing field is the market.
And the market is the market is the market. Ultimately, the market will decide. And it is punishing us at the moment for how we've treated it. And what that means is that we decided to tip a whole heap of cash into it and we decided to make a, a heap of changes very, very quickly to what was happening in our economy and give out cheap debt, do all these different types of things and they were all playing into markets. Now, every action has an equal reaction, as we know. So now we're seeing the market remind us of, well, I'm showing you what happens when you make the decisions that you make. So I don't want you to be living in a false sense of reality that we've beaten inflation and that interest rates can't go up from here. The Reserve Bank will want to keep the heat on this non-tradable inflation piece too, and we could still see further rate rises. This is also a good time for me to remind you that the minimum wage increased on the 1st of April. Well, that's the day after the 31 March quarter ended, isn't it? So did superannuation. So did all the other benefits. And where do you think that money is going to go? Well, it'll probably get parked into bank accounts, won't it? Into savings accounts. And they'll all save that money. And that won't actually go into the economy. Because that'd be great because people haven't been, that are on uh, benefits and on superannuation and that are on minimum wage, they haven't felt the impacts of, uh, of inflation, have they? So they probably won't spend their money. No, they'll, they'll put it into a turn deposit. You know, we know that that's going to get spent. So we're going to see that show up in this next quarter. Or remember too, that fuel is currently subsidised to 30 June 2023. And that's the last day of the new quarter that we're in. Funny how these things line up perfectly with quarters, isn't it? You wouldn't want to have the true cost of fuel coming in at the same quarter that your minimum wage, your superannuation, your benefits going up, would you? No, so we'll wait for that to go into the next quarter. We... All of us aren't even paying the true cost for fuel at the moment. And the true input cost of transport isn't in the pricing of all things we pay for. Damn, it's not even Christmas and I feel like I am the Grinch already riding this shit. Don't get me wrong, I want inflation to fuck right off too. I've been trying to teach people to get ready and be careful since August 2020. And this is probably why you can sense the frustration inside me coming out. Because... When you've been banging on about this stuff for coming up three years, trying to teach people, warn people and be like, hey, look out, you know, be careful, be careful what you're learning and be careful what you're being told and be careful what inaction you're looking at because you don't want to have to do anything because you were told it's transitory, it's a global thing, etc, etc. This is three years now and we've gone, I've had to watch people go through two whole years of inflation being higher than expected knowing that a lot of people just had no care in the fact that inflation was coming and they brought into some of these things and they hadn't wanted to take action. But I know a lot of you have too and that is what inspires me more and encourages me and, and ensures that you know we keep cracking on with this content. So I don't want you to let your guard down. I don't want you to be one of those, oh, it's a global problem, people, because that's your way of giving yourself an excuse that you cannot do anything about it. You live in New Zealand, so the New Zealand data is your concern, not what is happening around the world. I've been telling you time and time again, have an emergency fund for peace of mind and rebalance this for inflation. Clear high interest debt, credit card, buy now, pay later, personal loans. Do you really need a second pet, a third one, etc.? Do you need to be adding cost into your life? Remove access to unneeded credit to avoid the temptation of spending it. Consider present spending limits and avoiding debt when you go into the different seasons and birthdays and things like that. 
Do you have a mortgage? Understand when your rates change and what that does to your budget. Are you buying property? Budget on relevant interest rates. Seek advice from a mortgage advisor. If you've been putting off price rises, you might need that brave decision, more so for business owners. When, uh, what unnecessary costs can you clear out of your budget? What have you done to increase your income? Now, I put that one last, and there's been so much content about that, and it's been really cool to see the things that people have been doing. I'm encouraged by the messages that I receive on Instagram about the actions people have taken who have been listening and learning for some time now. The income they've added to their household, the debt they've cleared, the funds they have stacked. Well done. Keep your hands up and be ready to defend yourself at all times because this fight is not over. I think that's what the judges or referees say at the start. This is where that came from. Keep your hands up and be ready to defend yourself at all times. You're right on that. Anyway, we've just finished the eighth round and we've lost each of them. All that happened was that we finally landed one right hook. What that means is that for eight quarters in a row, inflation has been higher than what we accept it to be. And now we're saying, oh yeah, awesome. It's only 6.7%. Well, Jesus, that is not exactly low and not exactly something to celebrate in my my eyes. It's something that will encourage people not to do anything further. And this has been a reminder to not do well to not think like that now remember at the end of this month or actually this week i'm sitting down to record a webinar with james blair from lighthouse financial to ask about all things financial planning there's 935 people registered now that tells me that people do want some form of plan and they need to figure out what they're going to do over their lifetime to put a financial plan together so james is going to take us through that we've been beavering away in the background on that and I'm really looking forward to doing that this week. So it's Thursday. If you haven't signed up, you need to see it in this email. Uh, drop us a line on Instagram. We can send the link over to you because this is going to be important for you. Now, don't get carried away this weekend. You are one of over 7,300 recipients. Do you know someone you could forward this to or share this content with? The second most common way that people learn about Keep the Change is through their friend. So thank you. The number one way is through the content on Instagram and that getting in front of people and people getting intrigued and then coming to listen to this podcast. So if that's you, hello and welcome. You've got a number of podcasts to go back and catch up on and there's a number of different exercises and things that you can do as well. But if you could pay it forward by sharing this, leaving a five-star review, there's been heaps of those lately, so thank you for those. Putting something on your social media, share a reel that you like that you see from Keep the Change. Put a podcast that you learn from, put that on your story or send it to a friend if we can get more people learning then we're going to have less people complaining when they realize that they've been lied to with the transitory shit the global shit the stuff that hasn't actually helped the fact they haven't learned why is it bad that tax rates haven't changed as inflation's been so high for the last two years and we need more people educated so that we can all work together and feel like we can get somewhere Otherwise, what are we going to see? Well, what we're seeing this week is people go, fuck this, I might move to Australia. We're going to give up on our own country. And I don't want that to be the thing that happens. So we've all got a little bit of responsibility to see what we can do here. And often that starts with education. Now, did you know food prices are way above inflation? The annual rate of food price inflation reached 12.1% in March 2023. This is the highest rate since 1989. 
Now, yesterday, I went and I reviewed what the media was saying about inflation on the other side of the announcement, and I clipped this out and put it on Instagram, and I wanted to play it for you as well. So we'll see, uh, I'll get the volume up for this, and I'll let this play. The average household, that means over the past year, we've been paying $5,000 more for all the exact same goods and services. Groceries had the biggest impact, almost $1,100 up on the previous year. And take a look at the cost of housing, that's up $1,000. And remember, inflation's been running hot for two years now. Infometrics tells us the impact on the average household is an increase of $10,000 over that time. I really respect that they included the fact that this compounds. So a $5,000 impact over the last 12 months to your budget, and that you've got to pay for that in after-tax dollars, so you better put 30% on top of that. Ooh. Now, that means basically you've needed a 7.5k pay rise in the last year just to be able to sort of stay even with inflation. And of course, your life will be different based on how they measure inflation as well. Now, then over the last two years, it's $10,000 because it's compounding, because things are getting more expensive than they were the year before, than they were the year before that, than they were the year before that. Now, I brought a snack burger from KFC. Love a bit of KFC. Try to be careful how often. I think it's $6 now. I remember, fuck, I hate being one of these guys. I remember when I used to get paid this. But you could get one for $2, I think, back in the day. That was sort of like the promo. And that's a good reminder of the impact of compounding on our costs. Now, if only we were trying to understand compounding more for our own investments and things like that. But uh, at the moment, we are learning about it the hard way with the cost of debt, interest, and costs in general increasing. So food, even higher than inflation there, and a number of reasons for that. But just do what you can to try and look after yourself because this fight is not over and you're learning here, like you should be aware of this. I'm sure that most of this will be no surprise to you. But if I could take you back to the start of this lesson, I want you to think about what may be trapping you at the moment. And it may be that you are a little bit caught in that mindset of, I'll never get ahead here. You know, I'll, I'll never be able to retire comfortably. So why even put some money aside? But You've got to try and remove yourself out of the way that you're thinking right now and try and come back to a bigger picture. And there's so much content here around building a plan, about changing the vehicle that you're in. I'm interviewing people to try and inspire you, to get you thinking differently, to learn from them how they've done it. And they tell us it's taken 10 years, it's taken 20, etc., etc. These things are lifelong journey so we're trying to build habits that can give us a better life but that starts with having the belief that it is possible as well so I'll leave you to it be good on your Anzac day enjoy your day off we'll see you in the next money mail I drink and bent and bent as a puff on day. Rock the mic.